everyone, and welcome to the Radiant Black Podcast. This is a podcast focused on the Radiant Black series by Kyle Higgins, Marcelo Costa, Becca Carey, and Michael Basuto. Today, I'm joined by my fellow co-hosts and friends, Matt and Addy. How are you guys? Freaking good. I mean, it's always a good day when the new uh, Weezer single drops, and I found out they're doing four EPs this year. So yeah, uh, coming out as a Weezer fan here for the podcast. But yeah, uh, freaking pumped. We get to talk about Radiant Red. It's the first spinoff. It's a big deal. I mean, just last year we were talking about Radiant Black and how amazing it is, and we've already got a spinoff. I mean, that that's pretty rare. And I'm Ooh, excited just, to talk just about one it. spinoff. They gave us like the Pokemon option with the here's three. You know, like right at the beginning, they they gave us like three spinoffs at least. I think. Yeah, I mean, it's been a it's been a busy month for for Radiant Black, but it's been great. I'm excited to talk about Radiant Red today. And today I am joined by a very special guest from the community, someone you are I'm sure all familiar with, and someone some of you have been waiting a while to hear from uh, Parker from Massive Verse Central. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, guys. I'm really excited to uh, delve into Radiant Red and talk about the whole Radiant Black universe, the Massive Verse, and I'm really just really excited to sit down and talk shop with you guys. Hell yeah. Awesome. Speaking okay. of Pokemon, I looking at the, I'm looking at the comic right now. I didn't even realize that Tomi has a Snorlax on her phone case in one of the in one of the pages. <laughs> so that's there, that's there you crazy. go. On point. We always keep it on point. So we have a few questions about just the massive verse in general um, before we dive into Radiant Red to ask you. And the first things first. When did you find out about Radiant Black, and how did you find out about it, Parker? Radiant. So. I hopped on the Radiant Black train before the first issue even released. Uh, I remember I was on YouTube and I saw a recommended like in my section and it was like Radiant Black, like when the trailer had come out. And I was like, oh, OK, I'll I'll look at it. And I watched it and I was like, I don't know what this is. I don't know what this is about, but it looks like a Power Ranger mixed with Space Wars and cool powers. I'm so up for this and ever since that trailer i just kind of kept up with it and when that first issue came out i probably reread it like 10 times that day i was so excited for it oh yeah and have you ever read anything by kyle higgins before reading radiant black uh before radiant black no i hadn't i had known about him um because of power rangers but at the time uh i wasn't reading power rangers but i'm starting to delve into it now because everyone's been recommending it because of Radiant Black, so but no, nothing, nothing before Radiant Black did I ever, did I ever read of Kyle's. That's awesome. And you know, were you surprised at first with the amount of spinoffs we've been getting? Because honestly, I've been pretty surprised. I was definitely surprised. I thought it was just gonna be, you know, just like a standard, everyday normal comic book, like that was put out by like Marvel or DC or another image. But when you know, they started to put a lot of effort into this and they were, I think it was the, was it the end of the first issue or the second issue where they announced Inferno Girl Red and they were already like, hey, we're doing another book. We're only like two issues in and we're already getting another part of this universe. You know, that's kind of, kind of crazy. I'm hoping, you know, you guys don't overextend yourselves. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Issue one, they had the advertisement for Inferno Girl Red. Actually, it was called Dragon Girl Red at the time. And you could, it's yeah. kind of that gray area where it's like it's connected but it's kind of like its own thing yeah like i didn't when i first heard about it and i first saw it i was like oh that's cool and like it i was like i'll look into it it looks really cool you know kyle is working on it and i'm really loving what he's doing the artwork looks great erica duerso's doing a great job 
And then when they released the artwork that Marcelo and Erica did, I was like, oh, snap, we're getting like this is our first big crossover of this series. Uh, and that like just sent me over the edge of how excited I was. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm hyped on Inferno Girl Red after Multiverse and uh, not Multiverse, but Multiverse is everywhere. But yeah, after Supermax. <laughs> Supermax. Sorry, guys. Jeez. I'm, I'm hyped on the WB Multiverse. game even, too. So so, so it, we, we reviewed Rogue Sun, but I don't I don't feel like we actually like talked about it, like how we felt. How did you feel about uh, Rogue Sun, Parker? Um, Rogue Sun, I was really excited about, still really am excited about, but it was cool like seeing this kind of I guess like other side of the massive verse because with radiant black we had like the whole cosmic war that's going on and like the space powers and all the different stuff from the big robot and then it jumps into this like murder mystery that's also like kind of a horror book like a supernatural murder mystery so it's like cool seeing those two different sides of the universe where you have like this super war space war going on in the background of this teenager trying to solve his dad's murder and it's just like really cool to think about because it's like oh these two things are happening at the same time meanwhile all this shit's happening in the background <laughs> yeah there's a looming threat it's like thanos at the end of event yeah <laughs> where it's like you know you know it's coming and it's cool to see like the it's almost like gotham how dark the city is at least uh mm-hmm. the way it was drawn and yeah i i love rogue sun too i Dude. thought it was really cool Radiant Black gave us, like, Marcelo Costa, right? Like, really showcased how amazing an artist he is. And I feel Abel's like... Abel's willing Rogue and Son able to. Abel, Abel yeah. is amazing. He really is. Like, oh, my God. Like, his artwork is incredible. Obviously, Crystal Halloran's coloring is, you know, nothing... Like, it's amazing. So, it's like nothing... Not don't that, forget Don't yeah. forget Igor Monti, too. Oh, yeah. Igor Monti... I don't, did he do colors for Brooke Sun? Like, in no, no, for, for Radiant... Oh yeah, no, so I think Supermassive, like immediately the first thing I noticed the how gorgeous obviously Francesco Mana and um Simone Argazzoni's art amazing, but Ego Monti's colors are like honestly ethereal. <laughs> like something else. Yeah. He gets better with every issue he does. Yeah, he really he, does. He did the the blacklight issue, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Yeah, and that was honestly like I still haven't gotten a black light, but I've seen I've seen some pictures from my colleagues, friends, and fellow community members. Oh shit! I just mm. realized uh, issue two of Radiant Red. It says in the back here it comes out April twenty twenty one, so we missed it, boys. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I'm not. Is that a mistake? Is that yeah, a it's, typo? it has to be. Look, look at the second last page. Michael. <laughs> Michael, no, <laughs> only when you're so perfect is a flaw so glaring so uh, <laughs> it happens when you're putting out like eight billion books of uh, top-notch quality or maybe, yeah. maybe yellow's taking us back in time i don't know you never you oh, never God. know uh, <laughs> but I, I hope there's wait so b- b- before we ask more questions i want to bring up something that we have all seen on the radio black discord haha <laughs> we bring it up all the time yes 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 uh radio black discord they, they you know cherish uh, wink wink said a little something about perhaps there's we should keep an eye out for uh, a maskless satomi cover or maybe she said too much i don't know it was very vague and it makes me think that there might be a secret variant yeah that's that's what i'm thinking yeah. too it's probably gonna be a secret variant that's here's awesome a, here's a fan theory about that april 2021 maybe they plan on doing the spinoff way earlier because red was introduced by like february so by then who knows maybe originally that's when it was going to come out we don't know well, that would or, be for issue two, so we should have to Or Michael made a typo. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just trying to. I'm just diving into it. But either way, 
Uh, yeah. No. Do you have more questions for Parker? Yeah, of course. So between the dead lucky, between um, what is it, Inferno Girl Red, and is there anything else we have spinoff that we're waiting for that hasn't released? Okay, I guess, yeah, between those two, what are you more excited for? The dead lucky is definitely an interesting concept from what we know, but definitely Inferno Girl Red, because I've been with that like whole thing since day one of the Kickstarter. So I'm definitely excited to see oh, where yeah. that that you're leads. You're an into. OG. You're gonna get. I'm the, an I'm an OG. Yeah, you're gonna get the 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 OG edition. Damn, dude, that's awesome. That's awesome. That's really awesome. I'm jealous. I totally. I I missed that. I was so upset. But uh, who knows? eBay perhaps will. <laughs> yeah, my, my my wallet was because they would put out. I would like. I would be scrolling and be like, man, this book's probably gonna be really cool because I only got like the original. Like it was. Like the second tier where you just get like the the hardcover. And then like as the day has progressed, I would consistently upgrade my tiers. And then <laughs> they they were like, oh, hey, by the way, we're releasing a helmet. And immediately I was like, that's mine. I don't care how much money I have to spend. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. No, I don't blame you, man. Those helmets are incredible, especially the radiant black ones. I feel like. It's going to be wild once they release. A lot of people oh, yeah. are going to be trying to get them. Yeah, it's going to be. We're going to crash the site for sure. F5 uh, is ready on my keyboard. You see, like, every time those black market narrative variants dropped on, on the website, you know, in batches during the newsletters, like, everybody just picks them up gone, so bro. fast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Five minutes. That's all you got. I'm waiting to kickstart to kickstart my heart after missing out on you know, <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah. and all that stuff. So people that got on board, like that's super cool. And I'm hoping that that trade paperback is like later this year, right? From Inferno Go Red? From yeah, from yeah, what yeah, we yeah. know, I think it's yeah, it's quarter later four, this year. Right? Quarter four, yeah, like quarter four. But I know quarter. for people that are a part of the Kickstarter, the digital edition is going out. I think uh, Matt said sometime in August is when the digital edition is going to be sent out in like PDF form. Hell so yeah. for whoever is on that train, get excited. Yeah, also, and if yeah. you're interested, you want to see preview pages, even if you didn't back, like, you know, back to Kickstarter and you missed it, there's some, like, there's like four or five preview pages that they put with art and and, uh, and words and everything on the website. So just go to the Kickstarter campaign for Inferno Code Red. You could see some preview pages, which is really cool. I appreciate that from the creative team. It's really nice of them to do. Um, so yeah, like in front of Go Red Men, like we we put the you know the giveaway. We're like, oh, what are you most excited for like in the future of Masterverse? And the most people the most want to see in front of Go Red, and I don't blame them because immediately when she popped into the first or second page of Super Massive, I was like, damn, that's a really cool character. Yeah, yeah. Cassie is cool. And it's weird because we like Infernal Girl Red has been on everyone's mind since like the Kickstarter and since like it was announced that she was going to be a part of this. But I feel like she is the one that we have like the least knowledge about other than the dead lucky. Like mm-hmm. we don't have a whole lot of info surrounding her book. Yeah. And we saw and those it, two characters in her vision, right? Yeah. 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 I, I feel too, if, if there's any uh, potential of, like future crossovers between them she has to be the key because she seems to be the one that's it's like within her power set to go from universe to universe so mm-hmm. yeah, she's america chavez in this multiverse of madness <laughs> yeah <laughs> looks like yeah one last question in terms of radiant black okay right now and i guess maybe this is a more of an obvious question but you never know some people have different tastes which one's your favorite character in terms of the, the radiance the main the four right now probably probably marshall 
I just yeah, something about Marshall. Just what did you think about his voice, man? Oh my it was, God. That <laughs> sounds like completely <laughs> threw me off guard. <laughs> I don't know why he sounds like Jughead to me. Like that's what I imagine Jughead sounds. We've like. seen how much he smokes. I'm sure he puts away the burgers, so you know <laughs> yeah. it's not beyond the realm of possibility. <laughs> it was so un. That was one thing that I was never expecting. No. Yeah. I, uh, I want to know who the voice artist is. Yeah, me too. I want to see what he looks like. <laughs> it's that know-it-all voice. It suits him well, yeah, right? Definitely. It's, it's not expecting it, but really, yeah. It, it and it just really dropped impressive. one day. Yeah. Uh, I love those surprises. That, that's, that's, I really like So I guess this is an open question to everybody, but Kyle keeps saying this, and it's kind of annoying me. And it's like every time someone interviews him and he, he says this like a like a little smug anyway uh, he says he says man he, he's always like you guys don't know what this book is yet and i'm just like well tell us like okay no don't tell us obviously issue 99 but, you don't even yeah, know yeah. what the fuck this story yeah, is you don't know what this book is it's like bro we're like <laughs> we're, we just finished year one we don't know what the book is like we're about to get tpb2 we don't know what the book like damn to be fair it's twists and turns and like i'd like it if i knew what i was pertinent oh no no, no for sure for sure for sure i was just i was just giving shit but no i'm just curious like what is this book like is this gonna turn into some like is this gonna it's been a dream like, the whole time like, it's really like, they're gonna wake up are they gonna all become some part of like cosmic super like the cop force or some shit? Like, what's gonna happen, man? He's gonna somehow bring this book to real life. Uh... <laughs> oh my god! Yes. <laughs> it's an ARG. That's, that's why the helmets are taking too long. Yeah, to the helmets are yeah. VR yeah. helmets. That's why I'm <laughs> gonna take you to the rating to existence. Yeah. Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe like Marshall and all the radiants are like kidnapped on some alien planet, and this is just like Ender's Game or something. And they're like doing a simulation to figure out what's going on here. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? This was Kyle's life in a previous life. He's just <laughs> talking about it. Who knows? I mean, Kyle has blown our mind. He has pulled several uh, rugs out from underneath us. So, I mean, he is, he's not wrong in us not knowing. And, I mean, even if we think we know, he could just pull something crazy. I mean, so. they're pl- they're planning issue 36 as we speak. So. <laughs> Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Yeah, it's like, that's what they said in the, in the interview from the Amazing Comic Tropes. And, by the way, check out Chris from Comic Tropes. Fantastic. One of my favorite, one of my favorite uh, personally from my favorite YouTube comic book channels covers a lot of interesting comic book content with interviews with the creators covering comic book history runs blah 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 really just fantastic stuff um yeah that was a great interview it was pretty long and they covered a lot of stuff and one thing I was really interested in was like the creative process behind like how how not only like the creative process behind Green and Black and all that but how Kyle got into comics how he broke into comics because I feel like I've never seen that before no that's cool yeah so let's get into Radiant Red and first things first radiant red is by the following amazing creators it's for the title for issue one's brave new world and the writer is cherish chen the artist is david Bonfuente. the colorist is Mikel muerto letter diego sanchez who by the way has done amazing variant covers for radiant black i believe issue 13 and 15 those pixelated um oh the video game ones yeah those? yep yeah so yeah we gotta check that out and um Deanna Phelps, production artist, editor-designer Mike Basudo, with the variant covers by Tom Whelan and Joe Mignon. I'm sorry if I butchered that. Um, so yeah, reading Black created by Kyle Higgins and Marcel Acosta. Here we get, as Matt said earlier, our first spinoff. And in the back uh, b- back of this comic, we get Sister Crash, which I thought was fantastic, and we'll talk about that later. Yeah, I, I like how the Radiant Red, I think it must have been Basuto that designed the logo. And I like how Red, the uh, the text gets thinner and thinner, like maybe her, her patience is wearing thin or something like that. I, I just like how it, it differentiates it from uh, the Radiant Black logo. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, it's really not nice. just in the red, in the word radiant as well. Yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, it's the little things, and they already got a trademark. That's right. We already know this is gonna blow up now. But uh, <laughs> but I do I like that cover a lot. I think it looks really badass. Seeing you know the monster within. Uh, you know, Satomi doesn't have like the biggest physique, but uh, inside lies the monster of. Uh, I think right, yeah. the Hulk, right? Looks oh, like yeah. a Hulk cover. Yeah. Like or like one of the elementals there from like Spider-Man Two there of the the second one with uh, Tom Holland or something. It's really cool. It's really cool seeing all the different pieces on like her armor, on her arms, and like all the pads Mm. and spikes or whatever. Yeah, like maybe she absorbed a car and like that's the engine and the bicep or something. Like it's it's really cool to think about. I I do think visually, I think that she is the most interesting of the the radiance with what she can do. Although Wendell's packing some cool light powers and stuff, so like I'm excited to see that really pop off. So yeah, the first page we go back to you know radiant red number or radiant black number six where Satomi's contemplating what to do in the situation. But you know unlike radiant black number six, which showed us you know her leaving the house and her coming back with the money here, we're pretty much going into the details of what happened and we see. So we're not gonna really go like into super super detail, but we see like everything that we speculated before for the most part is confirmed there's you know matter absorption powers and she can use that to disguise her body which is why for the longest time we all thought it radiant red was a is a man until you know we had that uh controversial episode where we talked about something that happened that uh made us think otherwise bank and we see the first thing that we see that i think we haven't seen before is she uses her arm to turn into like <laughs> a little Mjolnir, and no, I'm just kidding. Big Sandman hammer. move right there. Yeah. Yeah. Metamorpho, move. like, that's what I'm saying, but, like, that's so cool. I thought that was a really cool, like, showcasing of her abilities. It was surprising for me. What did you think, guys? I'm just surprised someone sent a raven to go to speak to her and make her do evil things in that first page, but, no, I, I <laughs> like... Odin. Yeah. No, that, that's the robot. That's her <laughs> robot. A robot's a raven. No, I'm just kidding. I think that's just how Kathy uh, views the world. Oh, and that's, she's just <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, we should make that into a meme, though, that panel where she's smacking the guards. Oh, that looks like Batman <laughs> Superman levels of like, oh, you thought this was a radium black issue? Uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I really dug this. Like the safe, no, I, what can even contain Satomi? Like it's kind of like when they had the um, 001 there or, or whatever the hell uh, when he was like contained, like he can absorb the power. She can just absorb everything that we've seen so far. So Satomi OP. That's that's what I'm wondering. Like, where does her absorption stop? You know, can she absorb like earth, rocks, oh. stuff like that? I don't know. Yeah, like it's, if a meteor comes towards Earth in this battle, can she just like absorb it? Yeah, exactly. Didn't, didn't, didn't one of you guys, or was it someone else, ask Radio Red that during the it AMA? Was me. Yes, it was me. And then um, we said it was unknown, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I asked her. I was like, "Oh, is there like a limit to the matter absorption?" And she was like, "Oh, we like I haven't found like my limit yet." So so cool. Was so like, tell oh, me, shit. tell me's doing AMAs when she's got papers to grade and stuff like that. Like, what a baller! <laughs> and yeah, if those who missed it aren't on Twitter. I mean. It's not just Marshall who's popping in on Twitter and making some real, like making some real life, uh, you know, headway here. Satomi did her AMA the day before the issue dropped last week, so I think that's really cool. We after we're caught up to the details of what happened that they were back at Romeoville, Illinois, and uh, post destruction. So this is Satomi uh, at home, I think, recovering emotionally from the fight. You can see she's still a wreck. And our, um, I guess, everyone's favorite character. I'm just kidding. Uh, the the only character that was D tier or F tier, Owen, um, makes a return. And of course, man, yeah, he annoys me. God, I hate, I hate Owen. I can uh, feel my blood pressure rise. Why does she look so small? Though? Oh, he's the worst. Um, why does she look so small on this page? She feels small because she, you know, she like I, this really shows her grief. We haven't really gotten this direct. Like this is like the night of or like a day after she 
basically almost killed Nathan, presumably killed Nathan in her opinion. And we've seen her like looking at Nathan in the hospital bed, but this is the first view we really see of like the pure, you know, the the sadness. And like, she's not a bad person. She's been pushed. You're, if you're living with Owen, who knows what you'd be driven to, right? So. <laughs> I'd probably kill him. Fault. <laughs> yeah. It's all his fault. He should, she should sue him, either. honestly. She should, she should sue his ass. She should she should just absorb him. Just get rid of him. <laughs> That'd be amazing. He should be the black robot in the black hole in this one. Like, and send him out and just drop him in a river or something in the middle of the ocean. But yeah. See, the relationship is a little bit fractured because as as they're talking, he you know, he tells her that, well, we're not gonna do anything with the two point five billion events. And she says, We're not touching it, Owen. And then he kinda like he almost like reaches out to her with his hand. He wants to touch her, kinda comfort her, but he pulls out and walks away so it's like that relationship is effectively like fractured at this point like it doesn't he, seem like there's recovering he's going full scholar white with that money she's he's giving it to ted benneke like that's you know if you don't get the reference i mean watch breaking bad but yeah um that money's not not staying in there for sure oh, Owen no. knows where it is it's not safe hopefully nobody breaks their neck though in this one <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, yeah um yeah, so he has to go to a group. I'm assuming, like, is that like an addict group or like a, I'm not sure. Gambling what it's probably anonymous. Gamblers Anonymous. Yeah, yeah I, I hope so. I mean, at least I guess like people could say he's making some sort of effort, but still, fuck Owen. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I hope this is the end of it, but if Owen's Owen is like a catalyst for a lot of this story, so I don't think the problems are over for sure. We'll speculate on what we think is going to happen later on, but I don't think Owen's turned a page in his, uh, you know, in this book of his life. Yeah. Oh, and the book on fire. I, I like these like these pages where we get to see more of like Satomi's character. Like she's visiting her family here. We get to meet Yuki, which uh, I think is her sister, right? So yeah, and then we see that she has some niece, uh, niece and nephew, or is it two nieces? I can't really tell. So yeah, she's taking care of her sister's kids. This is younger Satomi, probably just out of uh, out of uh, university, probably right, or college, as it's the U.S. of A. I think I think no. This is I think this current, right now. Yeah, yeah like after she fishes, she fishes the yearbook out of the out of the box. But she didn't know? break up, and she wants to go on this trip. And I don't think there's any talk. She's like looking for work. I don't think she has time unless it's during the summer in between teaching, right? Well, are you talking about like the next page when with the map of Japan? Well, that's yeah, she's planning a trip to Japan. I just mean like this. That's, yeah, that's a that's a flashback. Yeah. Her visiting. Oh, it's a, it's a flashback. In the house, they go to a flashback, or just her visiting her sister is a flashback. The whole thing. No, like while the yearbook's yeah. open, she looks at her yeah. photo and then flashes you, back. You could tell too with from her hair. Her hair, yeah, she has like she has red, the red highlights. The red highlights. Yeah. Okay. Jeez. Yeah. The part, the part that that um is kind of interesting here for me is that she talks to her sister about breaking up with Owen as well. So it looks like in the flashback. So it looks like they've had some yeah, they broke up in before. Past. Yeah. Yeah. yeah broke up and got back together so they've been together for a long time presumably since school like since like late like a long time in her life so it's not just like this is a recent relationship so yeah it's a big part of her life yeah and if you look at like later on in the comic there's a part where she looks at some photos of like all the meaningful uh yeah and he's in pretty much every single photo so part of maybe why she can't like leave him is because she she feels like one of those maybe she's one of those people who needs someone in their life and then she doesn't know how to be on her own which is indicated right when they tell her like oh you can't go on your own so maybe she's scared to be alone like without owen 
Well, and this thing is like she wants independence, right? She wants to go on this trip. I, I get the yeah. feeling they've been together for a really long time, even in this flashback. And you crave your independence, you know, when you're together with someone for a long time. Those relationships are nice, but you want to, you want to like go out and enjoy your 20s and kind of just get some independence. And also, she reminds me with this haircut. She reminds me of Jade from Jackie Chan Adventures. And oh yeah, oh my god, yes, I right, see it. Totally. yeah, yeah, awesome show. If no one's ever seen it, it's the best. If you don't have kids, if it, it's still a good, it's still a good watch. It's still a great watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I like this. It, it's nice to meet her sister, and we get like a good. I I really enjoyed Cherish's writing throughout this issue. I thought that we got a nice, uh, a stronger sense of who Satomi is, and uh, I like fleshing out her family members, and she can carry the torch of still showing how shitty Owen is, which is a lot to balance. I love the fact that you know that we have someone like Cherish writing this because we really have like like Cherish could really relate to like satomi's story like living in in like an asian american household Mm -hmm. so it's really nice that we're having authentic someone like yeah Yeah. we're having someone like cherish who grew up in an asian american household be able to write this character so it's like as authentic as it can be it's true uh and it's cool how she's planning the trip to japan we don't know if she ever made it in this timeline but we know they did end up in tokyo for at least uh you know a few minutes uh in that uh, issue what is it five the throwdown there when uh, they all ended up in tokyo and we got like a foreshadowing of like every every black market ip on the planet (laughs) yeah yeah, so I like that. So I don't know. Hopefully, maybe it was her one time. So that it paints it a little differently now looking back on that. Going, oh, yeah, nice. Satomi's in Tokyo. I, yeah. I would love to see, like, a Satomi being raining red in Japan. That would be pretty cool. Yeah, like, that's what I was hoping. Like, that's one of the things we were a little bit disappointed about when we were talking prior to recording was that we, we were hoping that the raining red, so the miniseries would focus on the consequences post issue seven because i feel like there is a lot of interesting ground there to be covered but i'm actually okay with this with this kind of flashbacking and everything because we are getting more of her origin not just as the radiant red but as satomi, satomi. this is more of a satomi story than red really yeah. uh, and it's cool because we do want to get more of satomi because she is you know, Eva got her own story, and I feel like, you know, so did Satomi, but I feel like I know Eva better from her individual story than I do from issue six of Radiant Black. So I like that we got more yeah. Satomi here. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fair. And, and I like how in the classroom she mentions that they're teaching Frank, they're doing reports on Frankenstein, and, you know, the story of Frankenstein's monster. Owen is almost like Dr. Owen Frankenstein here, making Satomi a, a worse person with uh, all the bullshit that he brings into her life. And, you know, she's got the power now to absorb stuff. And really, you know, we don't have mobs of people coming after her, but, uh, you know, we may as well with uh, what she's kind of become. And she's seen this and she kind of wants to turn it around. So I hope that. You know, you can see an arc out there for Satomi of her, like, path of redemption, how she started out as a criminal. And uh, I, I hopefully uh, she turns things around. I hope things don't get worse for her. Well, but I guess. And I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. And, uh, yeah, if we finally get to the second issue of the, or not the second, the second problem of the issue, which is the first one was the, you know, the self-discovery, the identity thing and being on your own. But the second one seems to be this asshole who shows up to her class. And it just straight up threatens her, you know, starts accusing her of um, bank robbing, which, of course, she did. And then, allegedly, uh, <laughs> allegedly. at least bring an apple or something to the teacher. <laughs> like, geez, yeah, what a prick. She, she handles it pretty well. Like she doesn't she's very cautious about what she says. She doesn't uh, give away anything obvious. But this dude isn't 
you know, he's pretty tenacious. He just tells her some very powerful people want to talk to you. It's not something they extend to your everyday school teacher. So if you're smart and you are, you won't waste my time. So I followed your mom on Facebook, so your ass is grass. I know everything about you. <laughs> but he does. He's got, got video of uh, Satomi's sister and and the nieces and nephews, which is like you don't want collateral damage. Like it's one thing if you had like a video of Owen, I'd be like, good, go kill him. I like I like <laughs> how realistic that is, because like if a dude just showed up to your work knowing you were radio hands, like he couldn't just really threaten you with the prospect of like destroying you, basically. You know what I mean? Like I, I, it's realistic. Like at least they went for like the adult realistic element of like, yeah, no, I'm gonna kill your family you know he's got the cracked phone so you know he's a maniac too yeah like this dude yeah this dude's like clearly like yeah (laughs) he's an idiot he gives me like jet like james vibes from pokemon if we're gonna go back there from team rocket like he just (laughs) i don't know what it is about him he he has like yeah it's true but do you guys think that this guy's part of like epic front or is he like someone else i think he's someone else yeah i'm leaning towards it's a different organization or something like that what if he's working with uh the people that are like with using oh. the uh, the tech and like are trying to hunt because remember in Supermassive those two dudes were hunting like they were like oh we gotta look out for like the like the spikes for the radiance or yeah, whatever and all that stuff. That, that's epic. Oh, is that Epic Front? Oh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I but think he's working with them. That yeah. or with the gangsters with uh, you, you oh, know the guys that Owen's working with, right? Bash, yeah. you mentioned that theory to me, and I think that that's on the table. Yeah, it's either it's either one. As for me, it's it's probably one of those. It's either that like this dude's like one of the people who's like Owen's deep in shits with, or it's like this is like a guy from Epic Front who tracked her because of her energy signature or some bullshit like that. So yeah, so Tommy yeah. goes off on this guy. He's like, "What stopped me from popping off your head, your head off your spine?" Like not even going for the score, the Sub Zero fatality or the Scorpion fatality. He's like, "I'm taking the head off the spine, not even the show of like pulling out your spine." Like he will like rep- he doesn't even have to. He could like melt. It. She could just melt his face really if she wanted to. Like, but the thing is, she's got the fa- it's the family that uh, is in jeopardy. So whatever she does, I'm sure he's got like a dead man's trigger, or his people will go and like kidnap her uh, her family. So it's not good. That's not how you want to end your day as a teacher. I'm pretty sure. And then it's even worse with what happens next. Yeah, next it goes from tense moment to tense moment because we see a cop outside basically just giving her the normal procedural questions. But tell me, he's a little bit curious because I think she's she's a reporter, no? She's a cop. Yeah, pretty sure yeah. she's a reporter. Oh, sure. Lucy Castle from The Voice. Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, so voice. It's just, yeah. So it's a okay. So it's a reporter asking her questions and about why she was at the place, and she asks her. She asks her, who told you that I was there? And she says, we got an anonymous phone call. So that's very interesting because we don't know who that is. But, you know, obviously there's a few suspicions. It could be Owen, could be someone who saw her, could be the guy she was just talking to. It's very ambiguous. But I think what's even more interesting is that right as this, uh, as the reporter leaves, she's, you see that a figure, who shaded out, sorry, um, is walking by. And, you know, it's Black Cop Bill. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to make the connection, but is this supposedly the person who called? And is that Nathan or Owen? Because they both have the pointy hair. Yeah. Yeah, they both have the pointy hair at the front. So timeline wise, Nathan's ass is grass right now. He's lying in a yeah. hospital bed. That's the yeah, only I thing that makes me think it's Owen. not Nathan. He's yeah. he's like in the hospital right now. But we know yeah. Nathan's getting sinister. Also, Satomi comes off sus as hell in this conversation. She did not handle <laughs> this well. Like she's mm-hmm. getting ejected in the space right now. This is a game of uh, that. This is a dead game among us right now. But yeah, it, it's interesting who that could be, right? It, 
there's a few panels where it does look like Owen's hair, but that's not Owen. He, Owen's more muscular than this, I think. So yeah, it's not Owen, but I, I don't, I don't know if it's a character we've seen yet. Yeah. So it's interesting, you know, theories, I guess, on who that is. But he does have pointy hair similar to Owen. So at the front, like he has the similar hairstyle. Anyway, have a pointy hair. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Anyway, um, you the next page. We're back at home at Satomi's home, and she gets an anonymous text telling her to come to a suspicious address. At 2 a.m., <laughs> always, uh, she's kind of freaking out because obviously this is related to the dude from earlier. And we see that Owen's kind of making a little bit more an effort here to reconnect. Um, but it's time we're going to group. He's got a good story, even if he's not going to group. You know, he's got a story, some yeah. story he could have Googled or maybe this actually happened. But Satomi, she's got other things on her mind. Yeah, she's too conflicted, I think, to fully embrace this moment. So I don't think it, it goes over as well as he hopes. And... And she's she's clearly she has like some sort of PTSD almost. You know what I mean? She's not an actiony person. She's just living her mm-hmm. life, and now she's got the superhero stuff falling on her lap, and she's bank robbing. Like if this happened to one of us, we'd be thinking about it. And it would change. Yeah. You know, our brain chemistry would be all over the place. So yeah, you know. even Nathan like. Because remember when Nathan first had the powers, he thought about taking the money that Satomi had stolen like back in issue two, and he was like, oh, I shouldn't do this. Uh, so. It's cool to see that Satomi's taken that. Like she's like, I don't care what happens. I'm gonna take the money because it's money. Yeah, and all these stressors of these two of the journalists and then the guy in the, in their classroom. Just these stressors only exacerbate an already traumatic event, right? So it's just getting worse and worse for her. Yeah, and honestly, it's 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 a lot to to take all in at once because you're not just dealing with the separation of this relationship, which has been you know a big part of her life, but you're also dealing with doubts about your identity and self-discovery or self-actualization. Then you're dealing with issues of threats to your family, threats to potentially this new thing that you discovered. It's like she's dealing with too many things at once. It's like the only thing that she's not worried about is being a teacher at this point. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't really have to go over going to prison because she'll just like melt the bars and just be like, all right, see ya. But, <laughs> Bye, you know, yeah, the people she loves are in jeopardy. And obviously there's a lot of us that care more about the people we love than ourselves and put them ahead of us. And that's the worst thing you can do is like, you know, is uh, harm our loved ones. So it's it's a it's a try and true threat that always carries weight. And you can tell the effects it's having on her. Yeah. And to credit you earlier, you said we haven't seen a lot of red, specifically radiant red in this issue. So and that's true. We haven't seen a lot of radiant red in this issue. We've only really seen um, Satomi for the most part. If you're if you're counting like in the present time, if you you know the flashbacks we see in, at one point when they're showing us in detail what happened in Radiant Red Black Number Six, we see we see Radiant Red, but that's it. So yeah, there's not much Radiant Red. But I do want to point out that if you look at almost every single page. In almost every single page, regardless of context, regardless of what period of time it is in her life, she is wearing something red in her outfit. Like Even her phone it, case is red. Yeah, yeah. Like whether it's in her hair, whether it's in her like pants, her shirt, her you know her. Sometimes like, they give her an outline in red too. Yep. Yeah. So she's yeah. always red, and it's pretty cool to see that uh, that kind of characterize that visual characterization. Always got a blue outline too in in one of the panels there where she's holding the phone case with the uh, not Snorlax with the uh, extra with the different belly button and like the third kind of like point on its head to avoid the big end dropping the lawsuit hammer on them. But <laughs> yeah, I just the blue outline's interesting, but maybe just because blue is like a contrasting color to red. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess that's the end of the issue. We see Satomi show up to the dark alley <laughs> um at 2 a.m 
getting ready, or it's like dark warehouse looking place, getting ready to uh, engage in a showdown, probably. You know, she says, screw it. She engages, and we get the next title of the next issue, The Crucible. And a very endearing uh, letter from the letter page of Radio Red called The Scarlet Letter from Cherish to the fans. I read that. I thought it was really nice of her. She's just very full of praise. It was very wholesome. Very happy to see this for her. And um, Sister Crash was also really awesome in the as a backup story. And yeah, that, I was just pleasantly surprised by how good that was. I really enjoyed reading that as well. Overall, Doctor Robotnik, where where can you go wrong, really? Yeah, like if Paula, Laura, and Chris Evanwees um, did an amazing job with Sister Crash. I'm actually looking forward to the next installation of that. So at least we also get an awesome backup story in Radiant Red. Overall, I'd say I personally I'd give Radiant Red an eight out of ten. Um, I thought it was really good. I thought the writing was really good. I thought the art was a little bit inconsistent. Personally, I'm not a huge, huge fan of David LaFonte. I think he's all right, but um, I enjoyed it. But yeah, the writing I thought was fantastic, and I'm really excited to see where Rainy Red goes next. Yeah, I'm I'm about a 7.5. I thought I really enjoyed the writing. I thought it was uh, a little congested. There was a lot of different time periods and a lot to cover in these. Uh, what was it, like 24 pages, right? So I, I enjoyed it. It was a solid start to what could be a fantastic run. And I agree about a couple of consistencies in those in the art, but I do like the style and the the faces are pretty cool. It's very, uh, the way they portray emotions and the different facial expressions I enjoy. Yeah, I'm, I'm about an eight as well. It was definitely a great read. It's very well written. I'm, I'm waiting to see where it goes. I hope it has more lasting implications on Satomi and like the overall radiant black universe so i'm excited to see where it goes from here i really enjoyed it i agree with matt i give it about a 7.5 the art yeah the art was a little inconsistent at times i agree with you guys and the writing i thought the writing was great but definitely if you don't pay attention to the issue as much there are a little bit sometimes confusing because i had to reread the flashback scene a couple times because it kind of just jumped and the art doesn't really portray it at first and that was just kind of confusing on my part and but other than that i'm really excited to see where issue two takes us i'm excited for uh not really spoilers but because i keep up with the news supposedly next issue there's going to be a big 12 page battle so i'm really excited to see how that works out hell yeah hell yeah and you know like i hope satomi doesn't go fully over to the dark side (laughs) no she's already repping the sith colors she's so she's so great I, i want her to stay you know, good, but uh, she's dealing with some heavy shit here, so. I bet at some point we'll probably get, like, some alien tech or some kind of alien, like, matter that she won't be able to absorb. Watch, that's that's what I'm calling it, if we get into, like, space fights and stuff. I'm hoping we do. I'm really, I really want to see her, like, and I've said this every time I've brought up, like, the different radiance, is I just want to see their experience with their robot. Like, I want to see that so badly. Yeah. yeah. We haven't really cool. seen that, right? I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because a lot of people, that was their biggest question going into this. They're like, does Satomi have her own robot? And we, we I know some people asked that, uh, asked Radiant Red that during the AMA, but uh, no, it doesn't seem like she does right now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Wendell did make a, a reference to it, though, when he asked yeah. uh, Oh yeah. if he heard yeah. the robot. So he knows about the robot. Yeah, but I don't he think also we saw said, a robot with Eva. Maybe it's like said, puberty. It hits you at different times, you know? Who knows? <laughs> no, no, but I think he asked him, he asked like how he knew, and he was like, I can see certain things because of the time. But I also Maybe it's the same robot that speaks yeah. to them, but 
who knows? Also, I did point, mention this to Bash Off Air. I think it'd be cool. A uh, good way to bring back um, Eva's ex from uh, last week, uh, from, mm-hmm. from uh, the last issue for Any Black Z. Uh, uh, it would be cool if she showed up in like Sonia uh, Rania's like school or something like that. If you just had her in the background yeah. as a way to kind of like flesh out this world and not leave her forever. Because I don't think I, don't I think, think I think Matt just has a crush on Z now that she's single. <laughs> I, think I mean I don't know. Unfortunately, I mean we haven't given, we haven't confirmed that she's bi. So you know I'm, I'm and she's also fictional. So that that kind of fucks <laughs> <things> up. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, that's uh, that's a great point. <laughs> you know, I already read it. Yeah, we're looking forward to the future. I'm, I'm, I'm pleasantly surprised at this. I thought it was excellent, to be honest. Really I, good. Like, um, I was bummed out we didn't get body pillows as the secret drop last week, though. That would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so, okay, I don't know where to go from there. To be I honest. know. I popped up with that joke. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, reading red. Check it out. Cheers, Chen, David Lafonte, Mikel Muerto, Diego Sanchez. Fantastic team on this book. Um, really like the first issue, definitely getting the rest of the series. Excited for the implications for Satomi long term. Remember, if you if you love reading Black, if you love the Masterverse, and you want to continue supporting, make sure you 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 know you buy these series, you pick them up, and that 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 that'll give them the ability to make more because that's that's how they measure this kind of stuff. So, what what do we have coming soon? I think we have. I think next week we don't have any. Masterverse titles, and then luckily we're getting. Well, two, Rain uh, Black isn't for a minute, right? It's for like two or three weeks for the next issue. Of that. It's on the thirtieth, I think. Yeah, March it's on the thirtieth. We get Rogue as well the same week. We do have the volume two of the trade paperback out today, Wednesday the sixteenth. Hell so. yeah, yeah, I'm picking that up. Yeah, I already got yeah, mine. Me too. Yeah, very happy. Yeah, the, the I mean, uh, they were discussing it earlier. Some folks on the Discord, and it seems like there's some color changes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's that's pretty exciting. Well, for issue ten at least, because they they tried to make it as close to the actual experience with reading it with a black light as they can. They didn't no. have to do that either. That's cool. No. I did they did they do that with the regular uh, issue tens, the non black light issue tens? I don't believe so. No, okay. I think they're just standard issue, and like that was supposed to be an exclusive thing to have it like painted like that. So mm-hmm. it's cool that they made it so other people can have a shot to uh, get the experience yeah. as long as they have a black light and stuff. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I love the cover for the trade paperback volume two and it's in Gorgeous. keeping with the theme of the first one. Yeah. And you don't, you know, guys don't forget, we've got two amazing giveaways here. Follow massive or central on Twitter, he does an amazing job. Parker does an amazing job of covering all the news. He's extremely up to date. Covers everything, not just Radiant Black, like Rogue Sun, Vernico Red, Dead Lucky, everything. Super massive. It's fantastic. Job. He's got the scoop on Radiant Blue, who we can reveal right now <laughs> yeah. as it exists. No. Yeah, ex- exactly. Parker <laughs> is actually Radiant Blue. That's the synonymous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, great member yeah. of the community, always uh, posting news out there and uh, pumping up the brand. It's cool. Well, why don't you tell them about your giveaway? Yeah, so guys, um, over. On my Twitter, which you can follow at Massiverse, I still don't know how I was able to get that handle. I did, but <laughs> um, awesome. so I'm doing a giveaway once I hit 400 followers, which is about I want to say five or six followers away, and I'm going to be giving away a Radiant Black number one Coliseum of Comics variant that is signed by Kyle Higgins. So there's not many of those floating around Amazing. on on the internet so uh yeah. you know hopefully if you guys want to follow just leave a comment as to why you love the massiverse and you no know, just hope that you win 
Yeah, that's awesome. Good luck, everyone. That's a <laughs> that's a hell of a prize. And um, yeah, we've also got a giveaway keeping in theme with the earlier. It's the Radiant Black Trade Paperback Volume Two. Um, actually, no, we already did that one. Literate Griffin, you won that one. Sorry, I was forgetting. Yes. So I, I don't know. Jeez, if he just actually, had a, yeah, his heart skipped a beat. I don't, think, I, I don't <laughs> think I don't think we announced that one before. But Lyric Griffin, you're the winner of that giveaway. We'll, we'll, I'll get in touch with you very soon, within a week or so, and we'll get that done. So, and I just shipped out Owen's um, prize not too long ago. I, I finally got it, so I shipped out to him. Very excited for him to get it. Yeah. So the one we're giving away, we're giving away Rogue Sun number one, one ten. Because I honestly think. Yeah, it's like not, you know, the rarest variant or anything, whatever. But I think that cover is so underrated. Like, that helmet variant, the equivalent of that for the Radiant Black was like the 150. And the, the, yeah. for Rogue's that's a 110. It's so cool. It's just so cool. Like, able cover, you can't go wrong with that. So, yeah, if you like Rogue Sun, if you haven't read Rogue Sun, it's a perfect opportunity to potentially get a copy. All you have to do is follow us at Radiant Black Pod on Twitter and just tell us what uh, character you're looking forward to most in the massive verse coming up a lot of people have been saying inferno girl red so but yeah no uh, it's the universe our work is like tripled on board <laughs> like as cool <laughs> as this is we you know it, i can't imagine how hard it is to be pumping out these quality books and stuff like that but it's it's amazing to uh, uh, at least it's not film. the same team right like that always makes yeah. me feel better at least uh, it, it's cool that but Basudo's the one that suffers having to do designs <laughs> yeah, and, yeah every single spin-off title with the exception of rogue sun and Inferno Girl Red has been people that have worked on the book. Like, if you look at Dead Lucky, every single person who's working on Dead Lucky worked on Radiant Black. Like, mm. like Melissa did the backup stories uh, at the beginning. Like, she did one or two. And then French Charlemagne and Mattia Yochon. Mattia Yochon has already did, done coloring for a few of the issues. And then French did the artwork for, I think, number 12. So, or, yeah. Or not. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, every one of those people doing the spinoffs and the Cherish, obviously Cherish, Mikael, David and uh, Diego all did the issue for number six, Radiant Black. So it's interesting to see that pattern. So maybe if we get different creative teams on future issues, perhaps they'll do, you know, like the Radiant Yellow solo issue or whatever comes next, you know? Yeah. It's exciting. It's a great time to be a comic fan. And uh, next FOC for this week was for that big image book with, uh, with Radiant Black on the cover too, right? Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. Well, then, do you guys have anything else you want to add before we? No, uh, I just I'll plug my poetry Instagram again uh, at all that I thought no spaces. Yeah, and I just want to say thank you so much to Parker for joining us today. And I just want to say this is definitely not the end. We'll definitely have Parker back on. I mean, he's an awesome community member, a big yeah, part of the Discord. Exciting. Yeah, we'll talk about um, probably Radiant Red in the future and possibly Maybe Dead Lucky. Lucky. Yeah. lucky yeah so i know Living i know the parker name cosplaying spidey and all that stuff so, <laughs> yeah that, that was that's really cool I saw that, that was impressive like pretty like fucking accurate i, I thought I'll it was pretty that. i thought it was great i thought it was great. i don't know much about cosplay per- i mean i've seen a lot of cosplay but i actually know much about it personally but i thought it was really well done so that's awesome you seem to really like spider-man and that's funny yep. because your name is parker <laughs> yeah everyone everyone makes the connection at least your dad's not kirkman he'd be swimming in the money vault but uh, your name would be peter parker kirkman yeah <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, the thing is like spider-man has i feel like the last few years finally like plateaued as like the the the, the yeah. most popular superhero right now um because i would say like 10 years ago five years ago it was batman still but now well there's like Definitely. two 
a movie that yeah. just came out, another one coming out with like one is three Spideys, one is a sequel to one that had at least six. I bet we're gonna get yeah. more than that. Uh, so. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just like the, you think about the success of the Spider Verse, uh, the animated movie. That was just such a good movie. And, uh, oh, great. Yeah. Was it six or five Spideys in the first Spider? Uh, Spider Verse is one of my favorite animated movies ever mm-hmm. made. Fuck, I love that yeah. movie. I, it was w- w- there was Penny, then Spider Man, Spider Ham, yeah, Spider Gwen, Miles. Yeah, there were six. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm I'm excited. I'm glad they're doing like two sequels or like a sequel and then a sequel to the sequel already. That's yeah. how confident they are. But it's one of the best animated movies I've ever seen. Plus, I snuck a cheeseburger in. I was eating it like right when you have to press Peter, <laughs> like eating the cheeseburger. I'm like, ah. Oh. <laughs> my people so, well I, I guess one thing we like to end with and since we have everyone here reads a lot of comics including parker who reads a lot of marvel right so and yep. he's just starting to dip your toe into the dc pool which is which is fantastic because dc is cool too and uh, wow that right and uh, dc is cool too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and um so yeah I, what i'll end with each one of you guys i recommend uh, why don't you end with a recommendation for a comic book run or a series that's ongoing um one or the other um that you have and uh yeah from from either from whatever it doesn't have to be Marvel. i'll start uh my friend who's a pervert lent me uh sex criminals by matt fraction and zadarsky and <laughs> Such a pretty fucking one. amazing if you're immature and it's a lot of naked stuff so you know uh, uh cover your ears parker uh but uh you know sorry owen that means you can't read it no, I'm just <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it's really funny like it didn't make me laugh out loud but i was like that's cute and it's got a really nice uh a uh, couple in it and it's it's a cool story that's pretty fucked up but i'm pretty sure they ended at issue 69 because how else would you what issue would you end it on and i mean it's fucking chip isn't it written by chip i'm pretty sure yeah. it is does yeah. he draw yeah. it do they co-write yeah, i think yeah. he i think he co-draws it or he, yeah i'm pretty sure he draws but yeah i know he writes it at, he, at the he, end bro he, 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 he would end on issue 69 though yeah at the end of the volume they talk about how zadarsky's like yeah i get the script from matt i laugh i cry and then i realize i have to draw like all these like porn shop scenes all these cluttered porn stores so i'm pretty sure that he draws it but there's a variant cover of the two of them and like, oh, no, uh, like matt a, fraction writes it and zadarsky yeah. draws yeah okay. Bash, you yeah. turned me on the matt yeah. fraction fraction yeah. is a fucking He's an odd duck, but I fucking love his stuff. He's got such a weird way to his character and stuff like that. Like, it's so real and gritty. I, I really dig his writing. So, yeah, I'd recommend that if you guys haven't. I mean, don't read it on the bus or anything like that, or you'll get some looks. But <laughs> it's some good shit. Yeah. Uh, let me recommend something from DC today. I've been really enjoying the uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Yes. Oh. Um, it's It comes out once a month. So, like, I really hate waiting for it. But it's great art. I think uh, Yasmin Putri does the art. And Elseworlds, you're no, it's no better Elseworlds than with freaking uh, Tom Taylor. Definitely, Tom Taylor writes it. It's it's great. It's a great retelling of like DC lore with some 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 cool twists, and it's all like yeah. set in the Middle Ages. Batman is literally a Black Knight. Like it's. Oh, that's pretty cool. It's a pretty good read. Yeah. If I had to, actually, if you don't mind, I'm gonna end with two things. One is a comic, and. If you guys haven't yet, I started reading it just a little bit ago. I really recommend Moon Knight by Jed McKay. Yeah, that run and art and just everything so far um, has been incredible. And that one is a really standout book at Marvel for me at the moment. The color white has Dude, never popped us, so much in comics. That, yeah, that gives us a chance to humble brag because Jed actually like lives here. Like he frequents the all the time. Yeah. He just he literally just goes to our store all the time and will randomly oh, sign our books. Like I some like half the time I get my Moon Knight books, they're signed. 
I've oh, already wow. embarrassed myself. Yeah, he'll like, just, he'll just, yeah. Dude, he's, he's <laughs> awesome. Like, Jed's, like, genuinely, like, one of, like, we've said this for years now, like, two years at least, because we, we like, ever since we met him, we've, we, we've, I personally read everything he write, writes from Marvel because I just like his writing. And I think he'd be perfect as, like, the ASM writer. I don't know why they don't have him on ASM because he really, I think one thing he's really good at is he knows how to, he knows how to expand on both the lore and the characterization of the characters he's writing, but also staying true to who they are. Like, like he doesn't fundamentally change them in a way that, like, Rick Grayson bullshit like that. But he also, he does innovate the character, and I really like that. He's Jed what Marvel needed, really. He's fantastic, and that's a shitty pun, but uh, what's your other recommendation? Is it something animated or a TV show? Um, it actually wasn't a recommendation. It was just something I wanted to end on because I know we're about to wrap things up because I've never really gotten a chance to say thanks to the community. So I was hoping I could just give out my little word of thanks because uh, honestly, for all you listeners out there, if you haven't picked up Radiant Black or any of the series yet, um, go do it and join the Discord. It's amazing. And by far, I'm telling you guys that this the Radiant Black community, the whole Massiverse community, is the best community in comic books, in my opinion. Mm. There's almost no negativity. Everyone's lifting each other up and helping each other out and, you know, giving the news to everyone. And just, like, I wouldn't be here and the rest of these guys wouldn't be here without your guys' support. So I just wanted to say thanks to everyone out there. Yeah, if you listen this far and you haven't read Radiant Black, I mean, you're my grandma or something <laughs> probably, but... Uh, yeah, no, those are nice words, and it's true. I echo those sentiments because the community is freaking amazing. Like, you, I, I haven't seen a better comics community. Uh, I didn't give my recommendation, but I'll just end with I recommend Raiding Black. <laughs> just go read Raiding Black. <laughs> like, if, if you're if you're if you're like listening to this podcast and you haven't read Radiant Black, like, there's there are a lot of questions I want to ask, but uh, go read Raiding Black. It's fucking amazing. It really is. Like, I, can we get it, one one shot of Radiant Cat where Kevin gets his own Radiant, please? Like, yes. that's all I want. Maybe for Christmas. Oh, that would yeah. be so. Yeah. Or, yeah, or just give me, just give me like a Christmas card, like like just do an issue where there's a literal internal Christmas card where they dress him up in the radiant costume, and I'll be I'll be satisfied. Like that's enough yeah. for me. Yeah. Well, if they do the one shot, like I'd buy the one in three thousand, and you know there would be one in three thousand. As many shops would just be like they'd have the piles. It'd be like when uh, in the Simpsons when they had uh, Biclops or whatever when uh, Milhouse was running the shop for an old school Simpsons reference there. But yeah, we'd have there'd be stacks on stacks, and they'd be gone within weeks. Uh, so yeah, definitely one shot. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's more likely than the scratch and sniff because Higgins is like super against doing like scratch and sniff. <laughs> I remember when the weekly polls tweeted, I was like, no, that's not happening, and we're not going to McDonald's uh, for supper. But yeah, anyways, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. So no, of course, to echo what Barker said, thank you to everyone. We 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 were we were we're so glad that we we um well first of all we're glad that like. It, the whole discord thing worked out because we had no idea like how that was gonna turn out to be completely honest and then we're glad we met marty out of that because that's how we met him and then subsequently like everyone else in the community we got to really know over the course of the time and we're still getting to know but most importantly it's yeah like like uh everyone said earlier it's just been so nice everyone's amazing and they don't just like radiant black or the massiverse which is incredible in itself but they also just like comics pop culture tokusatsu just whatever yeah. everyone everyone Especially just likes during- to talk Talk about movies, video games. Yeah. They're like a big community of people who just enjoy talking. I was very surprised with the surprised and humbled with the the turnout for the uh, trivia night. And I'm really upset to be honest. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm really upset. 
Yeah, because it, it's there. Like I have it. It's just my audio, and I talk the most because I was hosting it. So <laughs> it's cut out. So it's like weird. It's like 50% of the thing just has no audio. It's just audio fine. engineers get at us if yeah. anyone in the Discord knows <laughs> what they're up to. But yeah, it just means it was even more special. And be there for yeah. the next one because you may never see it again. It's you know, it's like it's a shooting star. Because we didn't use Skype. Because the recording was sketchy on the Nvidia. Yeah, we never used the Discord. Yeah, we never. Now. Yeah, exactly. It was, it, was for, it was our first Discord full array in terms of recording, and it didn't go well. But um, we'll make sure. I've got the to... Skype logo on my jacket that I wear whenever I podcast. They sponsor me for everything I do, and <laughs> uh, yeah, we stick with them because and it's I, the easiest. I know in advance, like I know right now that there's gonna be a lot of Parker fans after this episode because yeah. I, I have that vision. So. He's going to be back, so don't worry. Oh, Radiant Yellow yeah. Power is up in this for Bash? Yeah, ex- exactly. Oh, wow. Actually, I am Radiant Yellow. No, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so hopefully one day, like, uh, you know, w- one of the things that also humbled us is the inclusion of all the, the creators that, that, by choice. They, they decided to join the Discord, a lot of them, and their, their, their involvement and everything is amazing. Hopefully one day we'll get Kyle <laughs> or Michael or someone to follow us on Twitter or, or Instagram. That would be, make us feel cool. But, uh, yeah, until that day comes... We'll be here discussing Radiant Black. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. It was an honor having you here, Parker. Um, you know, follow, follow Masterverse on uh, Masterverse Central on Twitter. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Stay radiant. Stay radiant.